Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily rose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 10th of June. With 9,985 novel coronavirus cases reported in the last 24 hours, India's total number of infections has crossed the 2.7 lakh mark to reach 2,76,583. This includes 7,745 deaths and 1,35,205 people who have been treated and discharged. According to the data on the Union Health Ministry's website this morning, the number of recoveries crossed the number of active cases in the country for the first time by 1,573. Globally, India remains at the fifth position in terms of the case load and at the twelfth position in terms of the death count. Maharashtra's COVID-19 caseload surpassed the 90,000 mark on Tuesday with 2,259 new cases recorded across the state. 120 deaths, the highest so far in a single day, were reported in the state on Tuesday. Mumbai alone recorded 1,015 new cases with the total tally in the city reaching 51,100. The city had 58 COVID-19 deaths yesterday. Mumbai has so far conducted 2.33 lakh tests and has a 21.3% positivity rate. Of over the 90,000 cases in the state, 44,849 remain active. After Mumbai, Thane has 14,063 cases, followed by Pune with 10,073 cases. In Chennai, J. Anbaragan, one of the DMK's most prominent leaders in the city, died on Wednesday morning at a local hospital weeks after he tested positive for COVID-19. His condition had been critical and he was on ventilator support. The politician who was in MLA in Chennai died on his 62nd birthday. He is said to have contracted the virus while distributing relief material. Tamil Nadu continues to be the second most affected state in the country with its case load touching 34,914. The death toll in the state stands at 307. Of the total number of cases, 16,282 are active. The state of affairs has become increasingly alarming in the national capital. The number of cases in Delhi has touched 31,309 with 905 deaths so far. The capital recorded 1,366 fresh cases on Tuesday. Following a row over its decision to reserve beds in coronavirus hospitals for Delhi residents, which was later overruled by the centre, the Delhi government on Tuesday projected an exponential growth in the city's numbers. Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia said that the number of cases would soar up to 5.5 lakh by the end of July. The government has warned that in around half of the current cases, the source of infection is unknown. Yet, community transmission in Delhi has been denied by the centre. Delhi's COVID dashboard shows that it has 8,975 beds across state-run, centre-run and private hospitals. Out of these, 4,847 are occupied. More than 11,200 patients are in home isolation. To enhance its COVID care capacity, a Delhi government panel has suggested that Pragati Medan, Talkatora Indoor Stadium, Tayagaraj Indoor Stadium, Indira Gandhi Indoor Stadium and Jawahar Lal Stadium should be used as makeshift hospitals. Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal, who was admitted in the hospital with COVID-like symptoms two days ago, has tested negative. He addressed a digital press conference today where, among other things, he urged residents to maintain social distancing and wear masks. Following Delhi, Gujarat has recorded the fourth highest number of COVID-19 cases in the country. 
The western state has a total of 21,014 COVID patients and a death toll of 1,313. However, the number of active cases in the state remains low. Currently, 5,336 people are suffering from the viral infection as 14,365 people have already recovered. Due to the surge in coronavirus cases, Rajasthan government on Wednesday sealed its border with other states. All interstate movement will be regulated and only people with permits issued by the state government will be allowed to commute. The state currently has 2,662 active cases out of a total of 11,245 cases recorded so far. The death toll in the state stands at 255. As the number of coronavirus cases in Haryana's Gurugram continue to rise steadily, the Deputy Commissioner of the District has directed the Health Department to procure 20 more ambulances for patients. According to the officials, the total number of vehicles currently available in the district is 10. Apart from procuring these vehicles, officials said that the district administration has also strengthened the ambulance helpline facility so that patients will require less time to access healthcare. Haryana has reported a total of 5,209 cases as of Tuesday, including 45 deaths. A CBI officer and 11 police personnel have tested positive for COVID-19 in West Bengal, while the case count in the state has nearly reached 9,000. With 10 new deaths, the death toll in the state rose to 415. Given the surge of COVID-19 cases in the country, the parliament may go for a hybrid monsoon session this time, with some members being physically present in the House and others attending on a virtual platform. According to the Indian Express, after assessing the physical and digital infrastructure for the options to conduct parliament sessions amid the pandemic, secretaries-general of the Rajya Sabha and Lok Sabha have reported to the presiding officers that the facilities are inadequate for a full virtual session or for a full physical session. While the chambers face space constraint given the physical distancing norms, the National Informatics Centre that provides cyber infrastructure for the Indian government cannot enable capacity for virtual participation for all members. Since the beginning of the pandemic, concerns have been raised in India about the availability for sufficient protective gear, testing kits and hospital beds among other things. Availability of PPE kits was a key area where our healthcare workers faced a shortage. Procuring equipment took a long time as it had to go through a number of policy mismanagements and administrative bottlenecks. India is now the world's second largest manufacturer of PPE coveralls and importantly, they are also available for doctors at home. But all this was achieved after more than 500 infections, protests and several deaths. Though the country's doctors in COVID-19 wards seem to have finally got their hands on PPE kits to shield them from the novel coronavirus, it is important to look at how government's missteps put the frontline workers at a great risk for a long time. Do read Nikita Bishnoi's report titled, A Series of Missteps. Why did it take so long for India's healthcare workers to get PPEs? Detailed reports like this require research, investigation, groundwork, and to do all of that, we require resources. We've been able to bring you all these in-depth ground reports because of your constant support. So if you like what we do and you want us to continue our work independently, please support us by subscribing to our model of journalism. We rely solely on your subscriptions as we do not take any advertisements. And that is because we believe when advertisers pay, advertisers are served. But when the public pays, the public is served. 
So go to our website newslaundry.com where you will find different subscription packages with the lowest ones starting at 300 rupees a month only. Moving on to some international updates on COVID-19. Globally, more than 7 million people have been infected by the coronavirus and 411,292 have died. The caseload in the United States has touched almost 2 million and the death toll in the country has crossed 114,000. The number of cases are rising in parts of California and the southwest of America with 21 states reporting weekly increases in new cases. The surge could lead authorities to reimpose or tighten public health restrictions with Arizona having already reactivated its emergency plan for medical facilities. California has placed 9 counties on a watch list where half of its 39 million residents live. Arizona, Utah and New Mexico all posted rises of 40% or higher for the week ending on Sunday compared with the prior 7 days. Amid the growing numbers, US infectious disease expert Dr. Anthony Fauci has said that the virus is his worst nightmare. Fauci has further warned that the crisis is not over yet as many countries including the US have started relaxing lockdown rules. Just hours after Supreme Court order, Brazil has restored a website that lists update on COVID-19 in the country. The health ministry had stopped releasing data for deaths and cases on Saturday, fueling an uproar. On Tuesday, a Supreme Court judge ordered the government to release the figures amid accusations of censorship. Brazil has the world's second highest number of cases and has more daily deaths than any other country. According to the Johns Hopkins tracker, the South American country has reported close to 740,000 cases with the death toll exceeding 38,400. A team of researchers at Imperial College in London have come up with an estimate according to which lockdowns have saved more than 3 million lives from the coronavirus in Europe. The team said that the death toll would have been huge without the lockdown. The study assessed the impact of restrictions in 11 European countries including Austria, Belgium, Denmark, France, Germany, Italy, Norway, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland and the UK. By the beginning of May around 130,000 people had died from coronavirus in these countries. The researchers used disease modeling to predict how many deaths there would have been if the lockdown had not happened. The study was conducted by the same group that had guided the UK's decision to go into lockdown. The researchers estimated that 3.2 million people would have died by 4th of May if not for the measures such as closing businesses and telling people to stay home. Yet Dr Samir Bhatt a team member said that there is a very real risk that if mobility goes back to normal there could be a second wave coming reasonably soon in the next couple of months the death toll in the united kingdom the second highest in the world has touched almost 41000 out of a total of nearly 291000 cases so far In Italy, France and Spain, the death numbers stand at above 34,000, 29,000 and 27,000 respectively. Pakistan registered its highest single-day spike of coronavirus cases with over 5,000 infections in the last 24 hours, taking the total case count in the country to 114,000. This comes a day after the World Health Organization urged the government to follow an intermittent lockdown policy to stem the spike of the disease. According to the Ministry of National Health Services, 83 more COVID-19 patients died during the same period, taking the death toll in Pakistan to 2,255. Now for some non-coronavirus news. 
Two Oil India Limited firefighters were found dead this morning near a natural gas well that had caught fire in Assam's Bagjan on Tuesday afternoon. The two men had been reported missing earlier. The National Disaster Response Force has recovered the bodies from a pond near the well site. The authorities suspected that the men had jumped into the water body after the fire broke. The natural gas well had caught fire yesterday, 13 days after a leak. The flames still continue to billow out of the gas well. Oil India has said that the fire could take at least four more weeks to extinguish. A team of State Disaster Response Force and fire engines are present at the spot as of now. The Indian Air Force and the Army are also assisting the Assam government to contain the situation. The Air Force has sent three fire engines, whereas the Army is on standby. The area has been cordoned off by the paramilitary forces. A Minneapolis judge on Monday set $1 million as the bail amount for former police officer Derek Chauvin, who is charged with the killing of George Floyd on May 25th. Floyd's death has sparked international outrage with a series of protests turning violent across the United States. Chauvin is facing charges on one count of second-degree murder, one count of third-degree murder and another one for manslaughter. On Monday, he had made his first appearance in court via video from the Minnesota State Prison. Henpin County District Court Judge Janice Redding set Chauvin's bail at $1 million with conditions and $1.25 million without any. To meet the conditions, Chauvin will have to surrender his firearms, not work in law enforcement or security in any capacity, agree to not leave the state and have no contact with Floyd's family. The next hearing for the case is scheduled for June 29th. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Dear listeners, as the novel coronavirus cases continue to grow all over the world, scientists are racing against time to offer solutions to stem the pandemic spread. Despite sophisticated research in laboratories around the world, a vaccine to defeat the virus is not likely to come up for a long time. Some predicting that it's going to take more than a year. Even a definite medicine to help cure patients from COVID-19 is yet to arrive. Amid this uncertainty, a concept called herd immunity has emerged as the latest buzzword in the COVID-19 response space. It continues to divide experts on grounds of science and ethics both. However complicated the concept may sound, there is actually some easy science behind it. In an article titled, Herd Immunity, Should India Let Coronavirus Move Freely?, Amit Shandilya explains the merits and demerits of herd immunity through a detailed scientific analysis. To learn more about the idea and to understand what it means for a populous country like India, go to our website newslaundry.com and read the complete article. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you.